Donald Trump, as reprehensible as he is, as big of a racist as he is, as much as he embraces the tenets of white supremacy, as disgusting and abrasive and obnoxious as he is, he ain't the worst thing black folks have had to deal with. See, all of a sudden, Trump gets into office and he woke up a lot of white folk who all of a sudden thought racism just appeared on the scene when Trump got elected. But we've been dealing with this since there's been an America. And before that, what what Trump brings to the table Ain't nothing new. And what he brings to the table is what a lot of other presidents brought to the table. They just didn't do it in such an obnoxious, disgusting way. But just because someone was nicer than Trump, just because someone was more polished than Trump, doesn't mean they were any less racist than Trump. Y'all buried George Bush Sr. not too long ago. And praised him as this gentleman and so on and so on. He was a bigger racist as Trump and anybody else. He's the one who brought us Willie Horton. He's the one who started the race-based war on drugs. That targeted black people. So, I mean, threatening black people, if you just don't walk in lockstep with the Democrats... We're going to get another four years of Trump. That don't frighten us. That doesn't frighten us. You can't tell people who have lived through slavery and Jim Crow and lynchings. And I know you're going to say, well, Bishop, you guys actually haven't lived. Look, my father's generation moved here from Mississippi where they were lynching folk. Okay. We have generations that are alive today who lived through Jim Crow, uh, lynchings, segregation, freedom rides, all of that stuff. And when you've been through water hoses and 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 having dogs sicked on you and uh, and all of the things that black folks have been through throughout history and particularly in the modern historical era, Threatening us with four more years of Trump unless we just kowtow to Democrats. That ain't working no more. Ain't working no more. People have to stand up and deal with their records. And Joe Biden is the daddy of mass incarceration. And here's the thing. Well, you know, Bishop, that was Biden before, and we got to learn how to forgive. Why black folk always got to forgive? You know, what? here's the architect of a law that decimated black families and black neighborhoods for the last two and a half decades. And because he's a Democrat, we just got to forgive. And he don't have to show any level of contrition whatsoever. That's the thing. Joe Biden is still arrogantly and unapologetically defending himself. Unlike Bill Clinton, who admitted we were wrong, 
who admitted we went way too far. Joe Biden shows no contrition. Joe Biden defends it, talks about the good things in the crime bill. And this guy had the nerve to say that the crime bill did not lead to mass incarceration. He said that. And he has his black sycophants and surrogates out there caping for him and supporting that nonsense. Good morning, caller. Yeah, I was listening to you about Joe Biden. But on one hand, you're saying one thing, and on the other, you're doing the same thing you're talking about that young lady is doing. What's that? You, who are you supporting? You must be supporting someone else. Wait, wait, what What am I doing that the young ladies talked about? What are you talking about? Well, you, you said that this woman, he had to have a black face to support his ideology. You are doing the same thing. Wait, 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 wait hold up. Now, let, let's go back and, and, and check what I said. I said he had to have a black face to defend his his record on the crime bill. Now, you tell me, no, wait, wait. You tell me what policy I'm defending that decimated and devastated black lives, black families, and black communities. Because that would be the parallel. Otherwise, you're setting up a, a straw man and a false equivalence. You tell me what I've supported that was detrimental to the black community. Because you haven't mentioned who you're supporting yet. So then, 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 then what are you talking about? No, 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 no. What are you talking about then? If you don't know, uh, no, we can both, we can't talk at the same time. We can sing at the same time, but we're not going to talk at the same time. Now, you made the accusation. So now you admit you don't have a clue who I'm supporting. So since you don't know who I'm supporting, how the hell am I a black face that is supporting a policy that decimated the black community. Please tell me, because that's the equivalence you're trying to set up when you say, I'm doing the same thing. And you're talking about Simone Sanders. So if you're saying, I'm doing the same thing as Simone Sanders, you tell me when you saw me on television defending the crime bill or any other policy that decimated black communities. So you can't defend what you're saying, right? Exactly. You can't defend what you're saying. You know, don't call in here with no nonsense, man. If you're going to call in here and I don't mind being checked if if it's accurate, but don't set up a straw man. Uh-uh. You know, you're doing the same thing, although I don't know who the hell you're supporting. You're doing the same thing, although I don't know. I, I don't know of any policy that you su- supported that decimated black community. Man, go on with that foolishness. 413. 413- 736-271. Let me play for you the interview that Simone Sanders did with Victor Blackwell of CNN, where she hemmed and hawed all over the place about the crime bill. Then you come back and tell me when the heck you ever seen Bishop Swan get out there and kowtow for white supremacy. Because that ain't never happened and ain't never going to happen.
you know, folk got to, you know, uh, if you're going to come, come correct or don't come at all. Um, but just don't make stuff up. We can go back to Vice President Biden's comments at the National Action Network breakfast in January, where he noted um, that the, the, the crime bill, by way of this disparity between crack and powder cocaine, trapped an entire generation of people. Look, I think many people will tell you across the country, Victor, black folks included, um, that, the, that the crime bill and the reaction to what was happening in the early 90s, now look, I, wasn't, I was only about three or four, but I'm a student of history. What was happening in the early 90s, um, the reaction was an overcorrection direction to a very real issue. But we are going to see some policy rollouts from um, our campaign very soon, Victor. I know folks have questions so, about so, uh, what uh, is Vice President Biden's criminal but, uh, justice is, policy. Is it, is it now the, the, those are going to come. Now but I mean, the, campaign's the campaign's position that the crime bill did contribute to mass incarceration? Victor, I think the vice with the vi the vice president, uh, his comments speak for themselves. What is very well, clear his, is but his this, comment that was that it does not contribute to mass incarceration. The former president who signed his, it said and, it and did. If we, and if, look, Victor, if we play the whole clip, what he also said was, his comment was, what he also said was, that the majority of folks that are incarcerated were incarcerated at the state level. And there's and a reason for that. Let me put up, let me put up the truth and sentencing and incentives there, and there, here. And I mean, there is a reason but for that. But there's a reason. Let me put it up. I let mean, me put, just, put it up on the screen, guys, the truth and sentencing section of the 1994 crime bill. This is page 21. It incentivized... Uh, it offered billions of dollars to build new uh, correctional facilities if states would increase the percentage of convicted violent offenders, increase the average prison time, increase the percentage of the sentence was there. Did this bill not incentivize putting more people in jail and keeping them there longer? The, uh, Victor. I no, I am not going to sit here and tell you the crime bill was perfect. There was some, there was some really great preventative things that it did. It took on the NRA, and then there was an overcorrection. What you're describing was an overcorrection. There was a reach. Some folks went too far. At the end of the day, no so 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 let, let let's just let's just <clears throat> let's chop that up. Simone Sanders said there was an overcorrection, an overcorrection. Some folk went too far. No, 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 no. They purposely targeted black folk. They purposely set up mandatory minimums. They gave billions of dollars to states so that states would pass laws that would have longer sentences, that states would build prisons. It was the start of modern-day mass incarceration. It wasn't an overcorrection. You don't call decimating generations of black people, destroying black families, an overcorrection. That's not what that was. That was white supremacy in full throttle. Now, to my caller, you tell me when Brother Swan has ever got out there and caped for white supremacy since I'm doing the same thing. Okay, bruh? 413-736-2781. And I get it. Y'all get sensitive about y'all Democrat candidates. Y'all get real sensitive, you know, about your white saviors. I don't. Okay? Because it, at the end of the day, white supremacy is white supremacy. Whether the person has an R behind their name or whether they got a D behind their name. I really don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you subscribe to the tenets of white supremacy and you target black people, it, it, it just because you're a Democrat doesn't mean you get a pass. At least not with me. You don't get a pass. 
and Joe Biden, I don't care if he got a black friend named Barack. Okay? And y'all got to stop, you know, giving Uncle Joe a pass because he was Barack Obama's vice president. He's got a long record of supporting the war on drugs. He's got a long record of supporting mass incarceration. He was a major Democratic leader in spearheading America's war on drugs during the 80s and the 90s and in the 2000s. Joe Biden is the guy who gave lip service to school desegregation, but then sponsored anti-busing bills to keep them segregated. He was a segregationist. Y'all need to learn this man's record before y'all put on a cape and and go rah-rah Uncle Joe just because uh, he was Barack Obama's vice president. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Um, yes, I just wanted to say, um, if people would go and they would Google the 1994 crime bill, you could see that Joe Biden was, um, he was targeting black people, just the way that he was presenting the bill. And also, he, um, also he, like they said, he presented that bill, so then that way, the states could get more funding for the prisons, longer sentences for people that are incarcerated. And not only that, you're you're absolutely correct. Not only that, before the 94 bill passed, Biden had sponsored a crime bill before that that didn't pass. And guess who was his co-sponsor out of all people? Strom Thurmond. Come on. Yes, that, yes. That, come on. Yes, do you think Strom Thurmond wanted to do anything in the best interest of black people? I, and a lot of the um, black caucuses, they signed on to the bill. They absolutely did. They signed on to the bill. And like you said, now what he's trying to do is hide behind black people for his for his running. And that was my point. That was the point I was making. See, yeah. see the, the 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 major difference, like I said earlier, between Biden and Clinton is at least Clinton admitted it was wrong. Clinton yeah. admitted mm-hmm. it was a mistake. Biden is defending it and then in typical white supremacist racist fashion, he's putting black surrogates out there to cape for him and defend him on the crime bill. You can't get no more racist than that. Okay, I got something that got the niggers upset. Let me put a black person out there to explain it. You can't get no more racist than that. And this is what I don't understand. How come when they're doing those town hall meetings, nobody never comes in the black community and see how we feel about, you know, what their policies are. They only go to these little set up town hall meetings that they set the people there and and have the questions already organized and stuff. I I don't understand why they don't come into the black community because most of the policies are against us. That's why. Thank you. Thank you for your call. 413-736-2781. Joe Biden led the charge. He wasn't a fringe player. He led the charge on policies escalating mass incarceration and the war on drugs. Policies that much of the Democratic Party now all of a sudden strongly oppose, but Biden led the charge on it. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, hi, Reverend. You know, you got it right about Biden and Trump. Biden and Trump, they're very much similar. They're, they're disrespectful to blacks. You hear them making these comments like, 
like Trump will be in, a, in one of his rallies, he'll be going, look at my Spanish voter here. Look at my black Negro voter here. I mean, talking down to him. Because talking awkward is a way you can tell they're, they don't even know what they're talking about. And then and then Biden saying to uh, black folk going, uh, I'm gonna, they're going to put you all back in change. Thinking that black folk want to hear that and they want to listen and they... And they're stupid enough to listen to that. No one's going to listen to that stupid, stupid stuff. And then the other thing is, 90% of your callers are really smart. They they understand you. And um, but sometimes you run across that one that last caller that doesn't doesn't get it because you're too intelligent for them. You got your facts down straight. I mean, I learn a lot listening to you. I you know, the facts come out of you, man, for real. Every every Monday. Thank you That's for your call. I appreciate you. As, yep, no problem. Four one three seven three six two seven eight one. I mean, that, 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 you know, I, I, I'm willing to debate facts any day of the week, but not just emotion. Just because you support Biden, you want Biden to be the guy to run against Trump, and so you you want to pretend his record isn't his record. No, then we don't have a debate. But if you got a defense, if 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 your defense is, oh, you're doing the same thing but you can't prove that, then, bro, you better go back and do some research and study and figure out a better defense, you know, to your candidate than that. Because that ain't going to cut it on here. Um, you know, from the 80s, the 90s, 2000, from Anita Hill to inappropriate touching allegations, I mean, his past is under scrutiny. And this this notion that because he's the Democratic front runner that we should not criticize Biden, that's why there's a primary to vet the candidates. OK, because uh, he's the front runner. We shouldn't touch Biden. Just let him slip through so he could beat Trump because we'll get four more years of Trump. But black folk will live through four more years of Trump. Black folk will live through whoever gets in the White House, just like we live through all the other white supremacist presidents that came before Trump. So stop trying to scare us with Trump to get us to support Trump light. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Hello? You're on the air. Turn your radio down. 413-736-2781. Good morning, caller. All right, y'all got to be patient now. I'll get your calls on. Um, stay on the line. 413-736-2781. The reality is when it comes to criminal justice issues, Biden's record is at odds with where Democrats are at today and where black people have always been. Uh, he has one of the most punitive, tough on crimes records on criminal justice issues out of everybody within the field. OK, even you know, when 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 Kamala Harris. OK, who was a district attorney um, and who was an attorney general whose whose job was to lock people up when 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 they can credibly critique biden's record you know that's a problem good morning caller you're on the air hi um i just totally i just caught it as i was coming into the car um and voting for biden uh just to prevent trump from getting in that is um one of my biggest fears of you know the voting for the worst of the two 
or the better, worse of the two. Right. And, and that and that yeah. and see that's what that's what um that's what Democrats are trying to push that listen, nothing else matters. We just gotta get rid of Trump. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. It, you know, it could be the devil. It could be Lucifer running against Trump. Vote for Lucifer. We just we just got to yeah. get rid of Trump. That's the narrative right yeah. now. Right, right. And that's I feel that a lot, but I'm not ready to make that uh, sell my soul just to anybody. Um, and it's tough. Politics have always been tough, and we've only heard portions of it. In this day and age, we hear a lot more of it. And, of course, Trump has no uh, coups. He just wants his ignorance and bias and racism right in front of us. So that's just my feeling. All right. Thank you for your call. Thank you. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781. When George H.W. Bush was president and and he was the father of the war on drugs, Joe Biden was a senator. Joe Biden criticized a plan that Bush had to escalate the war on drugs. Do you know why he criticized the plan? Not because he thought it was going to target African-Americans unfairly. Not because he thought it would cause mass incarceration or anything. He criticized the plan because he said it didn't go far enough. Think about that for a minute. A Democrat senator criticizing a tough on crime, war on drugs plan by a Republican president because he thought it didn't go far enough. He said it was not tough enough. It was not bold enough. It was not imaginative enough to meet the crisis at hand. And he called for not just harsher punishments, but to hold everybody accountable. He wanted longer sentences, everything. Okay. Um, He wanted um, more police officers, longer sentences, uh, more jails built. This is Joe Biden's record. He is the daddy of mass incarceration. And for y'all to sit here and tell us that we shouldn't critique Joe Biden. See, it's easy when you weren't putting money on the commissary. It's easy when your son, who was a first time nonviolent drug offender, um, um, and got a 10 year sentence. See, see when it wasn't your son, it's easy to talk about, forget about it. Good morning, caller. Yes, um, I think your phone is breaking up. Try it again. I said I'm not defending Joe Biden at all. Uh, I'm just wondering what were the alternatives at times. Well, see here. See here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is a Democratic primary going on. There's twenty some odd candidates, and see my problem is people acting like Joe Biden has already won. That we haven't went to the polls one time. There hasn't been one election that has happened yet. And so 
Folks going out there talking about don't criticize Joe, don't call him on his record because we don't have any other alternative. There's about 20 other alternatives on the Democratic ticket to Joe Biden. He's not the he's not the winner. Now, we're not talking about a situation where Joe Biden has won the Democratic nomination and he's going head up against Trump. That's not the scenario right now. And I don't understand why people are acting like it is. There are other alternatives on the Democratic ticket than Joe Biden. I'm, I'm not. OK, your phone is fading out for whatever reason. Um, see, I don't I, see what I don't want to do. I'm not going to leapfrog into the future. Because that's where everybody's mind is. You know, oh, he's a front runner. He's going to win. And so, well, what are we going to do? What other alternatives do we have um, if we don't vote for Joe? Uh, then we'll get Trump. Joe ain't won nothing yet. What about that? Do you all not understand that a primary is a vetting process? There are 20 some odd Democrat candidates. You want an alternative to Biden? Pick one. But let's stop pretending he's already won the nomination. He hasn't. And shouldn't. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. No, I didn't mean an alternative to him right now. I'm talking about alternatives back when he made these crime bills. Because the, uh, the state of affairs in the inner city community at that time was uh, highly uh, controversial for the drug situation. So, so, so the state of affairs, and I, and I don't ask this to be disrespectful. How how old are you? I'm about fifty years old. Okay, so you so you're familiar. Um, yeah. um The state of affairs uh, during that time, we we had problems with crime. We had problems with drugs, but the reality is, the reality is, that was promulgated, pushed, and exacerbated by a lackadaisical government that allowed illegal drugs to flood the inner cities. Let's not pretend that black folks had boats, trains, and planes and and could get those drugs into the city. They allowed the proliferation of guns to get into the inner city. And so to then focus on less arrest black people, lock black people up for longer um, periods of time without ever focusing on the mass distribution of drugs, how it got there, the proliferation of guns was highly hypocritical to begin with. And so I reject the whole notion that the crime bill had to go where it went and focus on what it focused on because it was reactive and not proactive. I mean, it's it's easy to go after the small-time drug dealer on the streets, but then you let the big-time drug distributors continue to do what they do unchecked, and then you pretend that you got a war on drugs. It never was a war on drugs. It was a war on black people. That was disgusting, and I totally agree with you. However, you know, when you speak about people who lost family members and stuff, people who were peddling uh, illegal wares at that point in time, uh, we should have gone for the top of the food chain. However, what what is the uh, 
comfort to the people who had family members caught up in that drug game who what what do you say to them what can you do for them well well here's the thing i you know here here's the thing what you're saying is is important but that but see that wasn't even that wasn't even the impetus or or the um cause of this mass mass incarceration phenomenon it wasn't that they were locking up tons of people who were guilty of murdering people and 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 taking people's lives and assaulting folks we're talking about mass incarceration jumped off cuz they were locking away first time nonviolent offenders with mandatory sentencing we're not talking about Pookie who shot your mama. We talking about Pookie who had a first time nonviolent drug offense who had to go away for 10 years. That's what Joe Biden's crime bill did. Now, I, I lost uh, two brothers to that uh, game, and I lost them. One went to prison for a considerable amount of time, which we thought was unfair. However, I did lose another brother who was peddling the wares, um, and he lost his license too. So we were kind of conflicted in reference to what that law was doing to help and hurt our family. Well, see, what they did was they played on the fears of white people that they had of black people, but they also played on the fears of black people about what was happening because of the crack epidemic and what was happening in the streets uh, of our cities. And so that's why they got the Congressional Black Caucus and other folk to sign off on this crime bill because they played on those fears but never, ever intended to get at the root of the drug problem in America. And I think it, at this point it's a little more clear to see that now that we see this new opioid epidemic where the help is... Bam! There you go right there. You just hit the nail on the proverbial head. Do you see their response to the opioid epidemic? Is there a push for a crime bill? Are they trying to lock up these suburban white kids who can no longer get access to the prescription drugs who have now turned to heroin and other opioids? No. What they're doing is they're saying instead of arresting them, we're going to take them to detox. Uh, This is a medical emergency. They have a completely different approach to the opioid epidemic than they ever had to the crack and heroin epidemic in the 90s. Now, and you know, not to you know, backtrack again. Uh, however, I'm on, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted because you know we go back 30 years, and we now you got Joe Biden, who was making moves that he made that are affecting him now. I'm not in defense of this man whatsoever um, for various reasons, but we can talk about that at another time. What can we do to bring this to light? And yeah, I don't know what I don't know how to react to what was happening 30 years ago here in 2000. That's that's my problem. That's my conflict right now. Thank you. I, I appreciate your call. Uh, thank you. Uh, one of the things that is being done uh, to bring this stuff to light, um, um, Michelle Alexander's book. Other people have written about the mass incarceration epidemic. The whole airing publicly 
of the crime bill now that Joe Biden is running for president. It's brought a resurgence of talking about that crime bill. And and researchers are putting out the facts and figures about that so that people can clearly see what it was about. This is the discussion that we need to be having so that we can learn from history and not repeat history. Let, let me tell you, I, I, I'm not against... Um, what the approach is to the opioid epidemic. Not against it at all. I think much of what's being done is the right approach. My problem is I know why the approach is different. And the reason why the approach is different is because the face of opioid addiction is a white face. My problem is not how you're approaching opioid. My problem is that you never thought to approach the crack epidemic and the heroin epidemic of the 80s and 90s the same way because the face of addiction was black and not white. And we need to talk about that disparity. We need to talk about the difference in how you approach something um, when those that are affected by it are white and live in suburbia and are black and brown and live in the so-called inner city because that's real. That's real. And it's being played out right in front of our face. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Um, yes. What I wanted to say was um, also um, we as black people, we have to stop sinning because they're cashing in on our sin, making more money off of our sin. Thank you. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Okay, everybody needs to stop sinning, you know, okay, because white, white kids come into the hood to, to, to buy cocaine and drugs and all that, too. We ain't the only ones sinning. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the difference is we got people in our families who did long prison terms on this war on drugs and Joe Biden crime bill for possessing marijuana, and now people like Joe Biden, wealthy white folks, can invest in marijuana dispensaries and become millionaires off of selling the same product that they put black people in jail for. Think about it for a moment. Think about how many retired judges, lawyers, police officers, corrections officials that are now going into the cannabis industry and making money off selling weed. Okay? And your cousin still can't get a decent job today because he got a record from selling weed. That's the reality of racism in America. 413-736-2781. Joe Biden, as the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee, he didn't just support the war on drugs and mass incarceration. He wrote many of the laws that helped build a punitive criminal justice system. It included measures that enacted more incarceration, more prisons, tougher prison sentences, 
for drug offenses, particularly crack cocaine, and the infamous disparity between how folk who had possession of crack were sentenced and how those who had possession of powdered cocaine were sentenced. So the black kid who had possession of crack would get a 10-year mandatory sentence. And the white kid who had five times the amount in powder cocaine got probation. Courtesy of Joe lock em up mass incarceration Biden. Who y'all want me to ignore his record and vote for him anyway. Because, you know, black folk, we just got to learn how to be forgiving of the white man. White folks can say about the Civil War, never forget. White folks can say about the Revolutionary War, never forget. White folks can say about 9-11, never forget. Then white folk turn around and tell black folk regarding slavery, forget about it, get over it. Segregation, forget about it, get over it. Joe Biden's crime bill, forget about it, get over it. Why y'all get to never forget things that negatively affected you, your families, and your communities? But we always got to forget and forgive all of the dastardly things you did to us. Explain that to me. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yes, I agree with you, what you're saying about checking Joe Biden's record out. But, you know... But you made a statement, like you said, with Pamela Harris. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you the one who called in earlier? Wait, you the one who called in earlier who, who said I was doing no, the same no, thing? No, Okay. I no, do, I'm not. I just want to make sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I, I, understand, you know, I understand about Pamela Harris, you know, she's a district attorney there in California. Now, I'm a firm believer. Yes, call out his, call out his, his, his legislative accomplishment. Call out exactly what he did. But then, on the other hand, Let's call out everyone else. That's just like with Bernie Sanders here. Everybody jumped on Bernie Sanders' tail feather. But as soon as he didn't get the nomination, they was like, okay, we're not going to support Hillary Clinton. See, we are, we are our worst enemy. Well, that's what the vetting process is about. The vetting process is about uh, calling everyone's record out. That, that That's what primaries are about. That's what debates are about. That's what these op-eds are about. That's what these radio shows are about. All of this is about vetting all of these candidates. Yes, but, see, but see, I agree with what you're saying, but what, and I'm saying the same thing you're saying. But what I'm saying, the people, a lot of people are not educated enough, or they, like you say, they buy into the program because he was Barack Obama's president sure i like him and i like a whole lot of them but i got 18 months until the election and that's my point that's my point my point is let's stop pretending biden has already won the primary and take the next 18 months uh or however long uh before we start voting and vet these candidates properly thank you for your call good morning caller you're on the air caller you're on the air turn your radio down Thank you. Good morning. I just wanted to thank you, Reverend, for bringing forth that political information and sharing the information about Joe Biden. Um, I don't want to say anything about that, him, myself, but what I do think 
all of your listeners need to do is stop sitting on the computer shopping and let's start doing some searching and researching background information on all the candidates that are running and how they voted for different thank you thank you and and see a little more time we will make the right decision for the candidate not by party but by how they vote on the views and i just want to say thank you for bringing forth the information because we need to think first Absolutely. And not listen to what other people say. Have a good day. Thank you for your call. And and you're right on point, caller. Um, you know, too often folk are depending on whether or not somebody seems nice, whether they got swag, whether they all these superficial, ridiculous reasons for support. You know, everybody fell in love with Beto O'Rourke because he was running against um, Ted Cruz. And because he could stand up in black churches and talk about racism. But Beto O'Rourke never stood up in a white church and talked about racism. See, we don't need white politicians to come to black churches and tell us about racism. We already know about that. Why don't y'all have that same message when you go to the white churches? What folk didn't check out was the fact that 94% of the time, Beto O'Rourke voted in lockstep with the agenda of the Trump administration. To me, he ain't even a real Democrat. But, you know, he's young, he got swag, yada, yada, yada. Oprah had him on. So, ooh, Beto, without knowing what his record is, we can't be that kind of superficial voter. And so the caller is right on point. Can't be. That's superficial. And so I'm just bringing out the record of Joe. You want to vote for Joe? Lock him up, Biden? Go for it. Go for it. But don't get mad at the messenger. You know, folks sometimes get more upset at the person bringing the information um, than the reality of the information. How are you going to be mad at me because I'm giving you Joe Biden's record but not be mad at Joe Biden for his record? That's that's kind of like the white folk I deal with who get mad about me talking about racism, racism. But they ain't mad about actual racism because you're keeping it alive by talking about it. It's it's it's, it's crazy. And so, no, we, we're not just going to let him slide through, you know, um, um, Joe Biden was trying to match the rhetoric of the day. He he's kowtowed to bigots his entire career. When he gave lip service to desegregation, but sponsored anti-busing legislation, his his mouth wrote checks his behind couldn't cash. He said things that he voted against because he wanted to stay in the good graces of the bigots he felt he needed to stay in office and to stay in power. That's his record. Now, you can be enamored by the fact that he used to hug Barack Obama all you want. That don't impress me. That don't impress me. What the record is, is what the record is. Now, Democrats have evolved somewhat on criminal justice issues to support reforms that reel back the war on drugs and incarceration. But Biden's record puts him at odds 
where much of the party is today. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Um, you know, and, and we're not going to let him get away with just talking about him, you know, as the affable, inappropriate uncle who means well. No, you don't mass incarcerate two generations of my people. And I'm going to think you meant well. No. Mm-mm. You need to get a book called the, um, the First Civil Right. How Liberals Built Prison America by Naomi Murakara. Pick that book up. You need to get The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Pick that book up. Um, um, I mean, they, they were deeply dangerous reforms that, that made our current criminal justice system more lethal and larger than it's ever been. Biden can backtrack all he wants. Um, and he can pretend that what he did did not lead to mass incarceration. It did. And there's some of us who's not going to let him get away with that lie. That it didn't. That's a lie. Okay. And instead of admitting what empirical evidence has unequivocally proven, he double downs on his lie. And he talks about the good things about the crime bill. I'm the only one who ever defeated the NRA. Man, please. When you going to come to grips with and deal with the damage that you have done to black people since you won our vote? You know, you know, y'all got to stop letting people urinate on you and tell you it's rain because that's what Joe Biden is doing. Okay. I mean, he's just going to remix history and tell you. What you know happened. Ten years after the crime bill, the prison population doubled. It doubled from 94 to 2004. It doubled. But this dude said, uh, you know, crime bill ain't had nothing to do with that. Then if you listen to. What Simone Sanders said, she leaned on most of the incarcerations happened on the state level. And I'm so glad Victor Blackwell did what he did. Showed how the crime bill, the truth and sentencing grants provided billions of dollars to states that would agree to build more prisons, that would agree to give longer sentences, that would agree to keep people locked up at least 85 percent of the time they were sentenced. 
The reason the state laws changed was because of the crime bill and because of it incentivized them doing it. It gave them billions of dollars for doing it. But you're going to put a black woman up to throw the blame off to the states when you know full well the bill that you wrote incentivized the states to do what they did. But because you think black people don't read, we ain't going to know that. Nah, bruh, some of us read. Some of us do research. And it's disgusting, it's disingenuous, and it's insulting the way Joe Biden is trying to navigate this conflict. how he's trying to navigate the conflict between his past and his party's present, between his past and the reality of what has happened over the last 25 years is absolutely insulting. You're telling us that you think we're stupid, but vote for you anyway. He didn't just support the war on drugs. He was the architect of much of it. Okay, And that's real. That's real. And y'all can't be so. So gung ho. About we got to get rid of Trump. That we'll settle for anything and anybody. And, 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 and those who listen to me and follow me. You all know I am no Trump supporter. You know, you can't hardly find somebody who is tougher on 46 minus one than I am. So, you know, I'm not an advocate for Trump. And, you know, I'm the last person on the planet that would pull a lever and vote for Trump. But stop telling me I can't criticize somebody just because they're a Democrat because you're that desperate to get rid of Trump. Good morning, caller. Good morning, brother. Um, what you're saying, I agree with you 100%. I'm a product, you understand, of what, what you're talking about. Okay, I'm 65 years old. Okay, and back 30, 40 years ago, I went to prison. I, I did a lot of my young life in prison behind what you're talking about. I'm a black man. You understand what I'm saying? So you 100% on about that. Because nowadays, you know, married, uh, uh, you know, little white white people, they, they, they're using drugs now, so it's, it's all right. It's all right. I went, I, my first time I ever went to prison was behind marijuana. You understand there you saying? go. And now you went yeah. to prison yeah. behind marijuana, yeah. and now the same yeah. white folks who locked you up are investing in the cannabis industry and dispensaries and making millions of dollars off of selling the product that you went to prison for. I'm, I'm 19 and 20 years old, going to prison, and, 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 and now, you know, a little Mary's out there, she wants to get high. You know what I'm saying? And then, like you say, you know, all the big white folks, they're making big money off it now. I'm getting busted for an ounce. You understand what I'm saying? A couple ounces. You know what I'm saying? So you on with that, brother, 100%. And listen, um, what's the name of those books again? Because I, I, I'm i a reader. I'm going to check them out. Well, one of the, one of the main books um, 
you need to get, of course, is um, is 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 um, the new Jim Crow, uh, and that's by um, Michelle Alexander. Oh yeah, I got that. Yeah, and and, and, and okay, I mean, I mean that I mean that book really it really breaks 